Midnight's dreary, I'm weak and weary. I sit and ponder forgotten lore. While nearly napping, there came a tapping, the sound of someone at my door. It is the wind and nothing more. I still remember the bleak December, the dying embers shone on the floor. I wish tomorrow to lose the sorrow, to ease the sorrow of lost Lenore. Gone to the angels forevermore. Silken, sad, uncertain, rustling of each purple curtain Brought on fantastic terrors I never felt before So now to still the beating of my heart I stood repeating Just a visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door But there was darkness and nothing more I stood there fearing, in silence peering Into the darkness beyond my door While I was turning, my soul a-burning I heard a tapping, like that before It's at my window, I must explore I flung the shutter, with many a flutter And flew a raven, from days of yore Not a sound made he, and not a place stayed he But on his back, a burden he bore It was merely this, and nothing more he landed then, alas, upon the bust of Pallas, and perched there grim and ghastly above my chamber door. His crest was shorn and shaven, he surely was no craven, told me what his name might be on night Plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. They're sitting lonely, spoke one word only, as if his soul he did outpour. Upon the sinking, I betook to thinking What this grim and ghastly bird of your men croaking Nevermore Thy God hath lent thee, the angel sent thee To bring me memories of lost Lenore Tell this soul of sorrow, if on some tomorrow It shall pass the maiden, the angel's name Lenore But the angel said, nevermore be that our word of parting, fiend I shrieked up starting, get back into the tempest of night's Plutonian shore. Leave no form of token at the lie thy soul has spoken, take thy feet from out my heart, thy form from off my door. But quoth the raven, nevermore. The raven still is sitting, that demon still is sitting, upon the bust of palace, above my chamber door. His eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. Lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore.
Listening to Cosmosis on 98.9 WRFN LPFM, Low Power for the People, Radio Free Nashville. It is Halloween. This rules. I can't believe our show is on Halloween. And we've got every DJ from Cosmosis today. 
half hour a piece. So I'm Dave, I'm first. Woohoo! Um, if you want to check out the playlist that we're all putting together, you can go to radiocosmosis.com. That is possible to do that. And if you want information about this fine station, radiofreenashville.org. Music, scary music.
duplexes the dead. When the shades are drawn and the shadows shut. Unless you know the magic word. Of seldom said but often heard. Or bite your lip and spin around three times. On a honeymoon, my husband sat still. With a look in his eyes and a pen in his left hand, he wrote in the varnish the magic word of seldom seen and never heard. He shushed me then, some backwards dead sleep.
rainbow demon on his horse of crimson fire. Black shadows are following closely on the heels of his desire.
Starting off my cover set on this lovely Halloween was Luna with Waiting on a Friend, followed by Elizabeth Mitchell with Here Comes My Baby, Sinead O'Connor with I Want to Be Loved by You, and Cat Power with Sea of Love. Now here's Melanie with Lover's Cross. They all said it was bound to happen was just a matter of time Now I've come to my decision And it's one of the painful kind Well, it seems that you wanted a mother Just a regular girl wouldn't do Now, baby, I can't hang upon a lover's cross for you
It ain't no use to sit and wonder why, babe. It don't matter anyhow. And it ain't no use to sit and wonder why, babe.
Words like violence break the silence. Come crashing in into my little world. Painful to me, pierced right through me. Can't you understand? Oh, my little girl, all I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here in my arms. All I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here in my arms. Vows are spoken. To be broken, feelings are intense, words are trivial, pleasures remain, so does the pain. Words are meaningless and unforgettable. All I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here in my arms. All I ever wanted, all I ever needed, is here in my arms. Words are very unnecessary; they can only do harm. Words like violence break the silence. Crashing in into my little world, painful to me, pierced right through me. Can't you understand, oh my little girl? All I ever wanted, all I ever needed, is here in my arms. All I ever All I ever needed is here in my arms. All I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here in my arms. Vows are spoken to be broken. Feelings are intense. Words are trivial. Pleasures remain. So does the pain. Words are meaningless and forgettable. All I ever wanted, all I ever needed, is here in my arms.
You just heard Tori Amos with Enjoy the Silence. Before that was Renee and Jeremy with Three Little Birds, Neil Diamond with I Think It's Gonna Rain Today, Peter, Paul, and Mary with Don't Think Twice, It's All Right, and starting off that set was Melanie with Lover's Cross. This is Lurky signing off for my portion of the Halloween show today. Make sure you stay tuned for some more Cosmosis here on 98.9 WRFNLP, low power for the people. This is Cosmosis. Hello and welcome to hour number two of Cosmosis here on Radio Free Nashville. Well, I recently had the pleasure of interviewing one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Colleen McFarland. She was actually literally on the road traveling to a show. We'll talk about that in the interview. And she'll be playing in the Nashville area next week. We'll talk about that as well. If you get the chance to see her, I highly recommend you go check her out. And here's my interview with Colleen McFarland here on Cosmosis on Radio Free Nashville. It's about time you let me interview you. I appreciate it. Tell everybody about yourself. Well, I come from a really big family, and I have uh, seven sisters and a brother, and my parents were always very musical. They used to take us to a lot of, uh, oh, you know, um, musical productions at the local theater, and uh, my father loved to sing, and he was an amateur singer, and I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, a little, little town called Jennings. I mean, I've always been involved in music, mostly singing. And uh, I did a little bit of acting in school and uh, a little bit of musical theater in high school. And then um, when I was 15, I got my first solo for the high school program, and that was exciting. And So I decided to start getting a little more serious about it and um, decided to start taking some voice lessons and... That led to wanting to pursue a degree in voice. So I went to the University of Missouri and got my degree in voice. And I also studied piano. But also when I was 15, I had been singing in um, bands. So probably for the majority of my teen years through my late 20s, I sang uh, in a lot of different styles um, of bands growing up. Okay, and when at what point and what uh, what prompted the leap from performer to writer slash performer? Well, I've always been a writer ever since I was a kid, and used to write stories and poems and wrote songs too. I just didn't really know how to play an instrument at the time. So when I did start um, studying music, um, I became more of a songwriter, I guess, and was able to actually, you know, get things down on paper and understand music and play a couple of instruments, and uh, so that led me into the singer-songwriter world. Okay, all right. Um, whose uh, writings do you think uh, you've absorbed the most? <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that laugh. So That's good. That is so hard to say, yeah. <laughs> well, it's really hard to say because I'm the youngest of nine, and I, I always listen to everything that my brothers and sisters were listening to, and also like some of my own, um, you know, types of music, but I, I love the Stones. I mean, when I was uh, growing up, I always loved the Rolling Stones, even though I don't really write songs like, <laughs> you know, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, but um, anything, you know, Motown, some of my older sisters, so I have a real Motown influence, and and then some of the younger siblings really loved folk music and country, so it's just a real diverse um, influence in my background, and um I sang actually in a lot of black bands um, when I was in my early 20s. So I used to do a lot of blues and R&B and um, did a little bit of pop. And um, when I actually, I, I, my first instrument was keyboard, but then when I started to play acoustic guitar, 
the folk in the country start coming back into my writing. And um, then I started, you know, really listening to artists like uh, Listen to Williams and John Hyatt, mm-hmm. people along those lines, Dolly Parton, Emmy Lou. Okay. Yep. Well, let's check one of those songs out. Which one? Uh, I'll let you pick. Uh, you're going to pick the playlist for your interview. So why don't you pick okay. one out of the ones that you sent me? Go ahead and pick one of the songs out that we'll play here on Cosmosis. Um, well, why don't we listen to the title track? That's called Let It Shine. Want to tell us a little bit about it? I will. Um I wrote it a couple of years ago, and the fun part of recording it is that I used uh, John Prine's bass player, but he actually played the horns on the song, mm-hmm. and um, he played tuba, trombone, and trumpet. So, oh, wow. Cool. Um, instead of playing bass, he played horns. And um, and then uh, the guitar player, his name's Tom Yutz, and he plays with Nancy Griffith. Mm-hmm. And the drummer, um, his name is... Let's see, I think that Rich Malloy played drums on that. He plays drums with Kim Ritchie. Mm-hmm. And on bass is Lauren Rawl. And uh, Lauren has a group called the Amazing Rhythm Aces, and he also used to play with Lucinda Williams. Okay. So um, I, think that's a, I think that's about it. And then I played acoustic guitar and sang. Okay, well, let's hear it. Let it shine, Clean McFarland on Cosmosis yeah. here on Radio Free Nashville.
Cosmosis on Radio Free Nashville. Colleen McFarland, Let It Shine, the title track from her CD, her latest CD. And uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about that CD, Colleen? Um, well, I started recording this CD about a year and a half ago. Um, the co-producer is uh, a guy named Tom Yutz, and he is Nancy Griffith's uh, guitar player. And I met Tom through a friend of mine who also plays drums with me, and uh, that uh, guy's name is Rich Malloy. And um, he sometimes plays with Kim Ritchie. And he introduced me to Tom, and Tom liked, uh, we did kind of like a demo song to see if we liked each other, and we did. And uh, so we started producing the album together. And uh, we kind of took it from there. Um, There's 13 songs on the CD, um, mostly a a mix of Americana, alt-country, and a little bit of soul and pop in there. And um, I just finished it uh, late summer, and getting ready to release it um, through a distributor in town in Nashville called High Horse Records. Okay, all right. And uh, where can pe- where will people be able to pick this up? Can they get it online? Um, yeah, um, you can go directly to the High Horse website, mm-hmm. and that's highhorserecords.com. And if you want any, any more information about me or the record, you could go to colleenmcfarland.com. And um, so far, that's about it. All right. Should we should we listen yeah. to another one? You ready to, to play another track? Yeah, that would be good. All right. You want, um, you want to pick it? Yeah. Why don't you play? I do. Um, that song I actually wrote with um, a friend of mine from Norway, and uh, his name is uh, J.P. Ringvold, and um, he played keyboards and sang on my record, and uh, we co-wrote the song, and it's it's real fun. It's kind of like a, a kickback to kind of like like 60s, a little bit of rockabilly mm-hmm. and country. Okay, let's listen to it. I do. Colleen McFarland here on Cosmosis Radio Free Nashville.
That was Colleen McFarlane from her CD called Let It Shine and that track called I Do, and she collaborated with a writer in Norway. And how did that collaboration come about, Colleen? Um, well, I met um, Jan Petter. That's his Norwegian name. I met him at a little club in um, Nashville called the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was doing a set with um, some musician friends of mine. And afterward, they had um, an open mic and... Um, so he was up there, and he played a couple songs on the old upright up on stage, and I just was really, really intrigued by his voice and music. So we started to co-write together. Okay, and you, uh, that, that song did really well in Norway, didn't it? It actually did. It, it got <laughs> to uh, the top of the charts over there. Wow. And, um, yeah, there's only about 4 million people in the country, so that's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> cool, and you've, got, you've gotten some airplay overseas, too. I noticed, I think... Uh, Bob Harris over in the UK has a really cool Americana show that is on the BBC, and he's played some of your yeah. music, hasn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's um, BBC Radio with Bob Harris. Okay. And then there's another. There's a podcast over there. It's called The Miller Tells Her Tale, and that is also run by Karen Miller, and she's um, played 
uh, quite a few of my songs on her show, The Miller Tells Her Tale. And then Brian Burnett from BBC Radio 2, um, he also has uh, a series called Brand New Country. And so he's played a few of my songs over there. Okay, excellent. And yeah. you're, you're literally on the road while we're speaking, correct? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Why don't you <laughs> tell our, our Lewis, list? And yeah. I've got a couple friends with me here. Um, going to play a show with me tonight, and that's Damian Clark. He's a Nashville guitar player. And another friend by the name of Gwen Holt. And Gwen is multi-talented, sings, plays bass, drums, harmonica. And we're going to do a little release party tonight um, at a new place in St. Louis. It's called The Chapel. Okay. And uh, it's a really beautiful, renovated chapel and run by a nonprofit organization over there for music. So where, where are you going to be in Nashville in the upcoming week or two after, uh, uh, you know, from now when the show is airing? Yeah, I've got a show coming up on November 6th, and that's in Nashville at a place called The Listening Room. And that is going to be a High Horse Records show. And we'll have a couple uh, artists from High Horse Records performing. And then after that, uh, I have a couple more release shows that I'm going to try to put together with the label. And um, after that, uh, I've got some things coming up. And I think I'm going to be at the Folk Alliance, and that's going to be in Memphis, Tennessee, and that'll be coming up in February. Okay. And people can go to your website to check out your tour dates, right? Yeah, they can. Um, Yeah, I recently just uh, came back from the Northeast and did a few shows up there. And so uh, right now it's just sort of going into really promoting the record and um, trying to get the record out there, um, you know, and then booking some shows along with that. Uh, you actually did voiceover singing, is that correct? Yeah, uh-huh. voiceover and jingle work. And jingle work, I'm sorry. And uh, one one piece in particular that's very interesting, you want to tell our listeners about that? Yeah, it was actually, it wasn't a jingle or a voiceover. I was just um, asked to do this lead soprano part. Um, my my d- degree is actually in voice, and so um, I did study classical music and opera. And uh, I had to sing a piece um, for an Alfred Hitchcock. It was a post-mortem piece. He had started, and his son finished it. And I did the lead soprano part, and it was a real avant-garde um, piece. That um, it was just—it wasn't any words, you know, no lyrics. It was just me singing, oh, wow. um, just this, this written part that the uh, composer, um, or excuse me, the, the supervisor of the the production actually had me sing. So that, not, that Alfred Hitchcock wrote. <laughs> now, now, how did that come about? How did, how, did, how did you get involved in that? Um, I When I used to do voiceover and jingle work up in uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey, and a little bit in New York, um, I just got called, you know, to do different things. And this particular piece uh, was a show, it was called The Faces of Evil, mm. and it was an NFL Films production. Okay. And so the music supervisor called me in to sing for this Alfred Hitchcock piece. Wow. And that's how I got to do it. I bet that was a thrill. <laughs> it was very interesting. It was, it was very difficult, you know, to learn, but, uh, but I, somehow I pulled it off. But we won't be hearing that at any of your shows, will we? No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Well, you should, you should post that somewhere so we can hear it, because I think there's a lot of people interested yeah. in that. Yeah. I wonder if I'd have the rights to do that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I never know. Who knows? I'm sure that you, you never can tell. So. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about what, uh, what, what things are like for you in Nashville, being a singer-songwriter. Well, Nashville is an interesting place to live. Um, you have to have a really thick skin to live there as a musician. Um, 
I would say for the most part, I my own opinion is is that you know the city doesn't support its musicians like it should. You know, uh, not very many people get paid to perform. Um, most of the venues just expect you to play for free. So it's kind of like uh, you have to pay your dues, but most of the people that have moved to Nashville have already paid their dues in one way or another. So it's just sort of, you know, um, continuing the struggle. And uh, it's it's a nice town, and people are very friendly. And, you know, you can always set up a meeting. Um, you know, most of, the, most of the people on Music Row are very kind, and uh, it's a great scene as far as camaraderie. You know, you meet a lot of really, really incredible musicians. Um, you can make really great friends here. But um, I would say as far as a lucrative town, um, it's very difficult to make a living in Nashville. And so you kind of have to come up with some other things. Um, actually, one thing I forgot to mention was that I do write for film and television. And there's a couple guys here in Nashville um, named John Maddock and Rodney Lawson. And we've uh, written quite a few songs and have had a few of our songs placed in TV, uh, actually the latest one was CBS, and that was about a month ago. Yeah. So that's, that's another way. You know, you just kind of have to find a lot of different outlets. You know, most, most people that are even making a good living as a musician, they're always doing something else like teaching. You know, I teach music as well. I have quite a few students that I teach here when I'm in town. Okay. Uh, we got one more song. I wrote London... It was not about London, but it was about um, a person that um, I had a relationship with, and he happened to be British. So, ah, okay. Yeah, so the song was, I, I kind of wrote it about that. I probably shouldn't say that because, you know, it was kind of a secret. I didn't really want him to know I wrote a song about him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really cool. It's, it's kind of, I'd say it's more of the most poppy kind of song on the record. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just, you know, the production was really fun. So I, I really enjoy that tune a lot. Okay, well, let's listen to it. London from the CD Let okay. It Shine here on Cosmosis Radio Free Nashville.
from the CD Let It Shine, Colleen McFarland, and London here on Radio Free Nashville, 98.9 FM in the Nashville area, on RadioFreeNashville.org, on the net, and in the archive section of RadioCosmosis.com. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Colleen. I really appreciate you doing this interview. Oh, me too, Billy. Thank you. And let's go over again your CD Let It Shine. People can get it on the net, correct? That's right. Um, they can go to highhorserecords.com. And I know right now it's definitely available um, as far as downloading. Um, it may be about a week or so. Um, well, actually, probably I would say late October, early November, that it's going to be actually available in hard copy mm-hmm. um, for CDs through the website. Um, if you have any you know, questions at all, you can always um, go to my website, which is ColleenMcFarland.com, and just shoot me an email, and um, I can give you any information that you need. Okay. And as far as gigging, uh, give, us, give us some dates. Um, well, gosh, um, I just got back from a tour of the Northeast, so that was about a 10-day a 10-day tour, and I've got a couple gigs here and there. Um, one uh, gig that I have coming up, um, I think I mentioned it before, is the one on November 6th, mm-hmm. and that's a High Horse Records performance uh, featuring myself and a, a couple of other people, uh, in particular Celeste Krenz and Wyatt Easterling, and they are also singer-songwriters, and they're running the label. Um, it's basically a label that's also a team um, of singer-songwriters that, uh, you know, they know the ins and outs, and they're not just business people, but they're artists and creative people and sensitive people. And um, so they're just there, you know, to, to promote the music and and uh, really build a support system for uh, for singer-songwriters, independent singer-songwriters. Okay. All right. Great. Great. Well, thank you again so much for doing the interview. Really appreciate it. And, Thank um, you, Billy. It was hope, really fun. And we'll do it again. We will do it again sometime. Okay, and, that uh, sounds great. And, and let me know when you come into Nashville next time. Definitely. Thank you, <laughs> Colleen. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> Will color my face tonight while the world is sullen and blue. Pretty words from a lover. Pretty words, pretty words 
Does the dreams that once gave me my wings to escape just can crash in down straight from the sky? Thank you, Billy and Colleen. Now we'll get back into the music here on Cosmosis. I'm going to take the last part of our Halloween show to feature the band Fish, who recently announced their return. They were known, of course, for putting on a musical costume during the Halloween shows and playing a classic album in its entirety. I'll be featuring songs from those three shows today. Starting it off, here's Fish in Costume as the Velvet Underground with Rock and Roll. you 
one fine morning she hears a New York station She doesn't believe what she hears at all She started dancing to that fine, fine music You know her life was if I rock and roll Despite all the amputations You know you could just dance to that rock and roll station And it was alright
Cosmosis here on 98.9 WRFNLP, low power for the people, and that was Fish in Costume as the Beatles doing Don't Pass Me By during their 1994 Halloween concert, where they played the White Album in its entirety. Before that was Fish doing the Velvet Underground's Rock and Roll on Halloween in 1998. Well, that wraps up our Halloween edition of Cosmosis. I'd like to thank all our DJs for a job well done. I'll leave you with one more track from a Fish Halloween concert. This one is from 96, where they dressed up as the Talking Heads and their album Remain in the Light. The song is Cross-Eyed and Painless.
facts are straight, facts are lazy and facts are late Facts are cope with points of view, facts don't do what I want them to do Facts just twist the truth around, facts are living turned inside